you desire to attend Bible college or seminary, but know that it would be incredibly difficult to uproot your family and move somewhere? Maybe you desire to attend seminary, but you don't want to leave your local congregation. Let me tell you about my seminary, Whitfield Theological Seminary. Whitfield is a conservative, confessional, classical, reformed seminary who wants to come alongside congregations and assist them in raising up a pastor. The training of a minister should be done alongside of a congregation. Whitfield offers online classes so that you can fulfill your calling without having to move your family or abandon your church. Go check them out at www.reformed.info. That is www.reformed.info. Tell them you heard about them on The Daily Brew. We at The Daily Brew take the Bible and the study of it very seriously. Have you ever wondered where we or our special guests go when we want to dive into God's Word more deeply? We go to Logos, the best Bible software available. From in-depth word studies in the original languages to commentaries from scholars, both new and old. There are lexicons and grammars and sermons and collected works of heroes of the faith. And even ancient texts for the serious Bible students. Never before has so many great tools been bundled together into one software. To learn more about this incredible ministry, call 888-390-7341. That's 888-390-7341. While you're there, go ahead and tell them that you heard about this incredible software on The Daily Brew. Listen up, Daily Brew subscribers and listeners. I want to tell you about our newest partner, Audio Blocks and Video Blocks. They're an incredible resource if you're looking for background footage, background audio. We use them for all our video and audio uh, needs. If you're needing background clips, if you're needing short footage for any video that you're making for your business or your church, or just looking for background noises for putting something together, they have everything you need, a huge selection. You have to go check them out. Go check them out at audioblocks.com or videoblocks.com. Are you looking for something fun to do on these hot summer days? Are you looking for something fun for the whole family? Go check out Ripley's Aquarium in the Smokies. This has been rated the number one aquarium in the country. If you're looking to waddle with the penguins or sleep with the sharks, this is the place for you. For an up-close view, check out their glass-bottom boat. Ripley's Aquarium in the Smokies has something for the whole family. For more information, go to ripleyaquariums.com. You are busy. You are always on the go. But are you making time for you? The Y is dedicated to helping you stay active, live better, and find the best possible version of you. From basketball courts to functional training space, indoor pools, and yoga studios, the best of Knoxville is right in your backyard. Group classes and personal trainers that will challenge and encourage you. The Y has something for everyone. Join the Y and get unlimited access to all five locations. From the heart of downtown Knoxville to Farragut and Halls, all with no contracts. For a better us.
This is The Daily Brew. We are here with Stephen Malcolm. He is a, a hip-hop artist who's been nominated for GMAs. Uh, he's been nominated for the Dove, uh, for a Dove Award as well. Uh, Rapzilla has him as the new artist of the year. Uh, Stephen, thank you so much for taking the time to join the show. Hey, no problem, man. Thanks for having me, bro. It's a pleasure. So before we get into the questions, I just want to thank you. Uh, I know early on in my Christian walk, um, Christian rap did not really have much content, uh, much depth. I would even argue uh, much talent, but I know some of the newer guys like you and Tripoli and Propaganda and Flame and several others have um, kind of blown a breath of fresh air into uh, Christian hip-hop. So I just want to thank you for uh, putting content and meaning and thought behind your lyrics. No problem, man. That's, uh, that's why I do it, bro. This is my way of spreading the gospel, man, so got to. Now, I know with your newest album, you cover a lot of your lifetime and your upbringing and your childhood. Can you uh, give us kind of the background um, to the build-up to uh, this album and uh, kind of what went around, went and went and on during your, your childhood and kind of what led up to this? Yeah, man, so I was born in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and uh, my dad is Jamaican, my mom is white, and so I'm half Jamaican, and I grew up, um, you know, normal kid, neither of my parents were really, you know, church goers like that, but uh, when I was 10 years old, my dad uh, got busted for selling drugs, and he was not a U.S. citizen, so they deported him back to Jamaica, so that was the last time I seen him was when I was 10 years old. And so all my life, man, growing up, I was just always searching for identity, always searching for purpose. And so when I graduated high school in 2010, I was heading into college and just a lot of craziness was going on in my life, a lot of chaos, a lot of dysfunction. And I kept getting invited to this hip-hop church in Grand Rapids, this hip-hop church, hip-hop church. People kept on talking about it. A friend of mine, actually, who I played basketball with in high school, actually gave his life to Jesus a year prior. And every time, you know, I'd see him at the YMCA, somebody always tell me about this hip-hop church, asking me to come. But I was just like, I was young, I was just living my life, and, you know, I was, wasn't focused on, you know, the whole church thing. But uh, one day, I just got invited again, and so I wasn't doing anything, and so I just decided to go. And I went, man, and just, I found, it was a place where, like, I found peace, I found joy, I seen people, and they just looked happy. And so with a lot of the chaos I was going on in my life, I, I walked into this church expecting one thing, but then I, I, you know, the reality was it was nothing like what I thought. And so mm. and I found Jesus to be just this interesting person, and I, I just believed in it and, and the things that he did. And so I just kept on coming back, and slowly my heart just started to change without even, like, intentionally, like, hey, I'm going to do this, do that. It's just I just kept coming. You know what I mean? I just kept going and having an open heart about it. And um, you know, God just started changing my heart. And so I you know, started going and surrendered my life to Jesus. And then I just took a year, man, of just really, you know, soaking God's word and get rooted in Scripture and my faith and really know who Christ is and not just be a Christian, but be a, a, a man who follows Jesus and what mm-hmm. that looks like. And uh, so I spent a year just doing that. And then after that, my pastor was just like, hey, man, you know, it's time to serve the church, serve God's people, how you want to do it. And he suggested the worship team. 
And I rapped a little bit, like, just for fun, you know what I mean? But I never took it serious. So I joined the worship team, and I found that I I was very talented at the gift God gave me with music, and I just fell in love with using my gifts to spread the gospel. Mm. That's the story, man. (laughs) So what made you want to go from the choir and singing in the choir to uh, trying out hip-hop? What was that uh, transition like? Um, Honestly, it was just... I was really, really good at it in, like, not just rapping, but leading worship. I was really good at leading people to worship the God that we serve. And I loved the feeling of it. And so one day, like, my pastor, who is, is like a spiritual father to me and a mentor, he was just like, hey, like, if you could rap the rest of your life and, you know, be able to pay your rent off of it, would you do it? And I was just like, yeah, I would, but I don't really see that as a reality. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't picture mm-hmm. it um, until, like, I just kept getting a lot of validation and just kept feeling a pull to do it. And one day I just prayed. I prayed to the Lord, and and the Lord spoke to me, and he was just like, because I was really, like, kind of, like, not wanting to do it. I just couldn't see myself as a musician. And God just spoke to me and said, it's not you, it's me. You're just a tool that I'm using. Amen. Amen. I just did it. And it's just like our job is to, you know, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey. And so this is my way. Like, because I'm a quiet guy, like, off stage, and this just gives me an opportunity to tell people about Jesus in a way that that I can do so to the best of my ability, that people see can be wild and inspired. So that's really the backbone of why I do what I do. kind of brought this up at the beginning and I want to address it a little bit here as well is uh, usually in hip-hop and not even really hip-hop but kind of all music um, I would say in our modern generation a lot of it lacks depth or um, even significance uh, in the word content um, and I noticed in your music and a, and a couple other guys that uh, you're more of a wordsmith you know you actually pay attention to your words your, your words actually have a message that it's not uh, nonsensical uh, it's like uh, you actually uh, have a purpose and a meaning behind what you're trying to say and get across. Uh, what got you focused on uh, lyrics that made you want to be a lyricist rather than just an artist? Yeah, probably when I first came to to know Jesus, I, when I was listening to uh, to Christian hip hop music, like a lot of the stuff I listened to was like early Lecrae, you know, the rehab Lecrae. Uh, the uh, you know the real talk from Craig, the early you know a lot of the early stuff with with records and it's very like it, it like the lyrics really spoke to my heart. So with me like as a young as a young man you know new to the faith and who loves hip hop music and is immersed in that culture, it really spoke to me like the words that they said. Like I took their words as like basically like mentorship and mm. things that they would say and the empowerment that came from their lyrics. And it's just like, I want my lyrics to speak to the hearts of the people. I don't want them to just, you know, be a whole bunch of nothing <laughs> in my lyrics. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I know several weeks back there was a hotbed issue about uh, separating children from their parents um, at the borders. Um, very big political issue. And I know your father was, uh, you were separated from your father um, at an early age uh, as well uh, in a similar scenario. 
Um, I know you're not a politician, and um, but now operating from the Christian worldview, uh, do you have any thoughts on the situation? Now, obviously, um, I know it's kind of a hotbed issue, so I want to be sensitive to that as well. But uh, what do you? What are your thoughts? Uh, thinking from the Christian worldview on this. I, I haven't looked too much into it. I'm not a big news guy. I'm not I mean, either, so <laughs> you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I see a lot of amazing stuff. And honestly, like, to me, it's, it's a lot of, like, unfortunately, it's depressing, so I don't really watch much of it. But, like, from personal experience, I can just say this, is that, like, I would never agree with taking children away from their parents. Uh, I feel like in America, um, we're privileged and we're blessed. Um, and I just feel like no one should have the say of, of separating a child from their, their mother or father. Man, it's, it's detrimental. It's detrimental. And just speaking from experience, like, you know, it, it, I would never say it's, it's a positive thing, unfortunately. So that's, that's really all I would say on that. Now, you mentioned this uh, earlier, and I'm just uh, curious. Uh, it's very clear that you have a heart for the nations. I know not everyone is called to mission work. Uh, I know the, for example, the church of Philippi only sent Epaphroditus and Paul. Uh, so when we see two people going from their church, well, some people are called to pray uh, for missionaries. Others are called to uh, help send and fund missionaries. So anyway, long story short, I'm just curious. Uh, have you ever gone on the mission field, or do you have a heart to go on the mission field in the future? Is that something, uh, or do you see yourself more as a equipper? No, nah, man, I've actually never been on a missions trip, man. I yeah. would love to experience it. It's definitely something, but it's just, it's honestly, it's never, like, came about. It just hmm. never came about, like, the opportunity, like, hey, would you like to go on a mission trip? Or, you know, hey, check this out. This is something that has to do with a mission. Like, no, it was, honestly, it just never came about. So, Yeah, I, I, used, just, to, I used to work like with kind of, I used to work with a mission agency, and I think all too often in my, in, in my mindset, and then a lot of people who are uh, involved in it, the mindset is, you know, if you're not going, there's something wrong. But uh, I realized that I could have a greater impact on the nations here um, by equipping other people and sending missionaries. Uh, and I think you could do the same thing with your music as well, and I find that in your music as well. It's, uh, it's quite encouraging, quite challenging. It reminds us that uh, the goal is is about making disciples. It's preaching the gospel. It's training them up, just as, uh, as you're talking about. So we always try to toss in one or two fun questions. Uh, who are some of your favorite artists? Like if you could name maybe a, a handful of artists, uh, man, even if it's not in hip-hop, if it's another genre. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, I get inspired a lot, and I'm a student at a game, so I have a lot of inspiration, but I would probably have to say, like, my top is Michael Jackson at number one. Mm. He's the first artist that i ever seen, and I was a dancer before I even started doing music, and he got me into dancing. So Michael Jackson is my first, just because the overall, I think he's the greatest artist ever, period. Yeah. Um, Bob Marley is my second. Mm. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? I got to represent the heritage. <laughs> but his message... His message of peace and unity and what he spoke in his music and just his boldness of his faith was, like, super inspiring. Um, so I love Bob Marley for that. Um, Bob Marley and Michael Jackson are my, like, top two, you know, inspirations of all time. But also, like, other ones rap-wise in a way. Um, it's crazy. A lot of people might not know this, but Snoop Dogg was my first ever favorite rapper <laughs> when I was young. <laughs> You realize uh, he had the number uh, one gospel album in America a yeah, couple months ago? Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> that was crazy, man. So, yeah, a lot of people don't really know that, but, like, 
when I first, when I was young, I would go to school and I would like rap Snoop Dogg songs and just tell the students that it was my song and they were like, oh, I'm like, I was the greatest rapper alive. <laughs> so, yeah, man. That is awesome. But, uh, yeah, man. I love, um, I love, uh, the uniqueness of like Kanye and Travis Scott. I think they're like super innovators when it comes to like production. Um, so, yeah, man, but top two, man, Bob Marley and Michael Jackson. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show, and uh, thank you for your ministry and everything that you do. It's, uh, it's definitely been a joy to, to have you on. I appreciate it, man. Hey, thank you for what you do, too, man. Y'all are a vessel for the kingdom, bro, and I appreciate y'all taking the time and, uh, you know, wanting to, to interview me, man.